just dive in a little bit deeper and say, okay, I'm going to join a small group or I'm going to attend every Sunday service or I'm going to, I'm going to grab some engagers, some flyers. I'm going, to, I'm going to go pray with some people. I'm going to share the good news with somebody over the next weeks and upon weeks up until Easter so that we can say, hey, God, we're trying to do our part. Now, I know that's not going to get a lot of YouTube videos because we're not doing the rah-rah thing, but I think people in heaven will be shouting your name down once you decide you're going to do something for the kingdom of God to, to enlarge the kingdom. Amen? Are you with me? All right. I'm just trying to thank you for... Yeah, come on. It, listen, in a... Um, let me call it what it is. In a lazy society where we want everybody else to do the work, it's a challenge for us to pick up the pace. Right? And so Paleo's role, law, where 80% uh, of the work is done by 20% of the people, we need to flip that, don't we? We need to say, okay, let's have 100% of our people engage in people over the next seven weeks and just watch how the kingdom of God can expand. And then God's up in heaven just giving you a big hand clap saying, go get them, children. Man alive, am I ever proud of you? Because that's what God will do. And so he asked and he challenged them, go out, launch out a little bit further. And again, I know Peter, like you guys that are there, just like, man, I don't, I don't want to do that. You're not going to tell me what to do. I told this story, I tell the story a lot about our uh, oldest daughter, Jill, that when she was two, two years and two months, uh, Janie and I, and Jessica was just born, maybe six or seven months old, we were driving to a small town in Nebraska where my brother lived, and he ran a pizza place there, and we had a new car, so we were going to go for a day trip, and it was 90 miles out, 90 miles back, and, and uh, Jill was in the back doing something, and she was very intelligent, very smart child, still, still is, and, and uh, Janie told her not to do something, okay? And so in light of that, uh, Jill started singing at two years and two months in the back seat, in her car seat, she started singing, I, don't even, I can't even go that high, but she started singing, you don't tell me what to do, you don't tell me what to do, and it was, <laughs> Two years and two months, the spirit of rebellion kicked in. You don't tell me what to do. And she's just singing it. And it, the, at first you think, oh, how cute. She's singing. And then Janie says, no, do you hear what she's singing? And I'm like, I know. I just think I'm really cool that she's singing. You don't tell me what to do. <laughs> well, I still believe in spare the rod and spoil the child. And so one of us reached back and, you don't tell me what to do. And we squared that away and the spirit of rebellion broke off a of Jill in a heartbeat. I think sometimes that enters in the church. Pastor, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm not. Jesus is, okay? So you got remember, you got to hear that part because when Jesus tells us to do something, first of all, we want to do it instantaneously out of obedience because he's the king and we want to please the father. But, but at the back end, generally speaking, there is some form of unexpected blessing that is attached to it that I can't even explain it because it's supernatural. Things in your life start to work out because you start to be obedient to God. And we're not outsourcing. We're not. The church today wants to write checks and let people do the work for them. But listen, there's a need and a call in our society, in Hickory and the surrounding areas, that they need Jesus too. Yeah. 
And because they do, God is counting on Grace Church to go into the highways and the byways and the hedges and reach people for Jesus. So we have to launch out. We have to go deep with Christ. Number three, then on your, in your book is this. Jesus calls you to join his mission. This is beautiful because in the scripture he says, let your nets down. I've added on the other side, based on the implication of John, the 21st chapter, which is a different story, by the way. This is the calling of Peter, James, John, and Andrew. And then that was the recalling of Peter at the end of Jesus' earthly ministry after he resurrected. But I'm assuming maybe the same thing happened. At some point in time, we need to try it Jesus' way. Some point in time, we need to say, wait a second, maybe I don't know everything. Let's just try what Jesus did. And I want to say this in your own life. Maybe you're doing something, and you've kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And Einstein's theory of insanity is expecting different results. You know that. Why not try it Jesus' way one time? Why not just say, okay, God, I'm giving up and giving in. I'm going to read your word and exactly what it says I'm going to do. And when he says go and tell people, then I'm just going to go tell people. And then I'm going to have him look about or worry about or, or understand everything else. And so when he says, let your nets down on the other side, I'm sure Peter is now taking it to a whole new level of frustration. Why? Because he parked the boat. He'd fished all night. He's tired. He wants to go home and go to sleep. He's not only that, but he's cleaned the nets, the, the scripture says. And they were probably had seaweed in them, probably had driftwood in them, maybe dead fish in them. They didn't have any live fish because the Bible's sure unsaid they didn't catch anything. And now he's saying, hey, throw your nets over on the other side. And probably like you, probably like me, probably like Peter, we'd have been frustrated and Peter says, we've fished all night long, Lord, we've caught nothing. And King James says, nevertheless, at your word, we're going to throw our nets over. And we might say, hey, I've, I've tried reaching my family. I, there's that loved one that just won't come to know Jesus. But maybe it's not about you handing out an engager to them. Maybe it's about you going to 20 other homes that you don't even know the people and saying, hey, is there anything I can pray with you about? And around the backside, somebody comes and witnesses to your friend your family members. I used to pray about my family this way. Lord, bring someone in their path that they understand that has influence in their life that can share with them Jesus Christ because I felt like my influence, my understanding with them wasn't really good for a season in, in, in my life, in, in their life. And so send someone in their path. See, the things that we do, we hit our head against the wall over and over and over. And Jesus is saying, hey, why don't you just try it my way? This is, again, this is a mandate. We have, uh, we have uh, Bible studies, we have groups, we have teaching, but if we don't actually go out and do it, it really does us no good. Francis Chan, amazing uh, former pastor out in California, has a little video uh, during a conference, and he says it this way. Please, please listen. When I was a kid, we used to play this game called Simon Says. Right? Most of us have played that, unless you're really young, because there's no app for it. it, it Simon Says is... Uh, you know, you just, Simon says, pat your head, you know, so, okay, you know, Simon said it. Um, it's just, it was a very simple game, but it's so weird how in the church, Jesus says is a totally different game. If Jesus says something, you don't have to do it, you just have to memorize it. You, 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 you study it, you memorize it. You guys, it, it doesn't make any sense. A lot of the things we do, 
When he tells us to go out and make disciples, and how many people in our churches are actually making disciples? They memorized it. You know, when I tell my daughter, hey, hey, Rach, go clean your room. She doesn't come back to me two hours later and go, I memorized what you said. (laughs) You said, Rach, go clean your room. I can say it in Greek. My friends are going to come over and we're going to have a study on what it would look like if I cleaned my room. (laughs) She knows better than that. And so why do we think we're going to come before the judge one day and quote everything that he said and talk about how much we know? It's It's just this black and white stuff. If I just started with scripture, I'd go, here's what I would do. I'd start making disciples. Pretty powerful, isn't it? It's, it's, uh, it? If you take that and what he said, and he said it so good, that sometimes we do study the word, and, and we do know the Greek and the Hebrew, and we have small groups, we develop small groups, and, and, and I like to study the Bible as much as anybody, but there has to be a time where uh, James, Jesus' half-brother, step-brother, or half-brother says this, that we can't only be hearers of the word, we have to be doers as well. And, and my position, my plight, my urgency is to make us, uh, help us in the way that we can be doers of the Word of God. Uh, it, it, it's an amazing thing. Last year, uh, about this time, we had some uh, young people, ones here today, that were at, from South Caldwell High School that were just so loaded up for Jesus that they kept inviting people. And we'd have 10, 15 kids, it seemed like, from South Caldwell High School on the front couple rows of the seat just because a couple people got together and had Bible study and started inviting people out. Listen, when you get into inviting people to either church or to Jesus or to home group or a small group or whatever, it becomes contagious and infectious. And all of a sudden, people are like, man, I got I to gotta go there. Why? Because I want to see what this Jesus is about. I want to see who Jesus is. And, and when we hear what Francis Chan is saying there, we hear what Jesus is saying in the Bible, we hear what people are saying about, listen, it, it, it's not about, it's not about just knowing to do it. It's about making sure that it's done. And his, what his example was, was spot on with, with our house. If Janie would have told the kids to clean the room and they would have came back and said, yeah, I know exactly how to get it cleaned. I've studied that thing out. It would have been, you're going to go clean the room. And I think sometimes is that God's frustration with us that we're full of knowledge, but the Bible says knowledge puffs up. Why is it that we can't give it out? Why is it that we can't? Let's go to point four in closing. You can write this one because I don't think it's in there. You are molded for his mission. And Peter says, we've toiled all night long, Lord, but at your word. And then they came up with a great number of fish. And I think this is the unexpected blessing that I was talking about, that they were probably frustrated because the boats were docked. 
They were probably frustrated because the nets were clean. They were probably frustrated that they were even back in the boat because they had fished all night and hadn't caught anything. But Lord, nevertheless, at your word, God, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't talk to people. I'm not gifted in that way. I just, but, but our part is to partner with God and to go on. Janie and I have done this now almost for, the, for a whole year. We went to Trinidad and we did a week intensive on learning how to do it. Then we visited with the people in the great people of Trinidad. And then after Trinidad, we came back. And Marcus was certified to train people, so we had to do a training class here at the church. And then we went out to all the houses here in the church. And then we went up to Cherokee. And then we, we trained people in Cherokee, and we hit uh, many of the homes in Cherokee. And then we're, we're, we're coming back, and I asked, petitioned people and asked them, hey, could you go out and give, you know, 10 flyers out at, at Christmas time? And I would tell you, I start watching, and I start tracking, is there unexpected blessings that follow with this? And I I saw a young person with, uh, with a couple of children go and, and start handing flyers out. And, and the, 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 the corporation that they work for were laying people off every single Friday. And they were promoting this person every single Monday. Unexpected blessing. And giving raises along with it. Now, is that because they handed out flyers? I don't know. But I know one thing is true, they went and handed out flyers and they were getting blessed on Monday morning. Okay? Now, I, I can't explain it. I can't explain this, that if you don't hand out any flyers and you don't do the work of Jesus, then the blessing's not on him, the lack of blessing's on us. And I'll say this, that so we've been doing it since March. We'd go out, we went to Trinidad, we went to these houses here. When, then in December, we started going to our neighborhood. And it was right before Christmas time, and, and we started knocking on doors and, and inviting people just to pray with them and saying, hey, we're, we're pastors or we're Christ followers. A couple of times we didn't say we were involved with church ministries or said, hey, we, we love God and just want to know, can we pray with you about anything? And so a couple of people were like, yeah, a couple of people invited us in, so on and so forth. And then right after that, I started getting some calls from a travel agency. Jenny and I own a couple timeshares, one in Florida and one in Mexico. And the, these people started calling. They wanted to buy the one in Mexico. So I just hung up on them. I know that's rude, but that's, I didn't give my number. I don't know how they got it, so I just hung up, click. And she would say, uh, who was that? I said, I had a telemarketer, click. And then after about six times, I felt like, well, maybe... Maybe it's God. Maybe, 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 some, maybe God has an unexpected blessing for us, just like the fish. Peter didn't expect those fish, by the way. He didn't expect to sink both boats almost. He didn't expect the greatest haul that he'd ever gotten fishing-wise. And so the, I said to myself a, a few weeks ago, well, I'll talk to the guy, and I'll throw a number out there that's so unreasonable, the guy will have to hang up on me rather than me hang up on him. So I threw a number out there that was 17 and a half times our purchase price for the timeshare. And he said, oh, he said, uh, okay, can I get back with you? I said, yeah, sure, right, click. And so the next day he called back. He said, hey, we can't, we can't go that amount, but here's where we can go. And I, I, so I, Janie was with me. I said, okay, thanks. And he, I hung up and she said, well, what they say? I said, well, he can give us 10 times what we paid for it. I said, but it's a scam. 
Let's not, we'll, we won't worry about it. So uh, three, three or four days later, their attorney called me up, and the attorney was in Houston. So I, I'm, I'm Googling the, the travel agency. I'm Googling the attorney. I'm trying to figure out if these people are real, and I still don't believe it, still don't know for sure. And the guy says, hey, uh, I represent such and such an outfit, and uh, they've put us on retainer. They want to purchase your timeshare. I said, yeah, sure. He said, no, it's legit. I said, yeah, right. He said, well, I'm going to send you over a contract. If you want to sign it, just... It's not binding, but you can you can sign it just saying, hey, we can, can pursue, uh, we, we'll pursue representation on their behalf on the purchase price for this amount. And I said, sure. So a day and a half later, they send over a contract that was non-binding. I signed it. I sent it back in. And Jenny said, what do you think? I said, it's a scam. It, there's, it's not. It's not real. I, there's, there's no way they're going to they're gonna give us that much for it. They're going to know on the contract what we paid for it because it, it has the purchase price. Long story short, then the guy calls me up and says, hey, we have your funds guaranteed. Uh, we're going to, we have to get a release from the timeshare, and then we're going to pay you. And I, I'm like, uh, that's, it. I'm, it's not, I don't believe it. <laughs> in, in the meantime, another travel agent calls, and they want to they buy the same timeshare. And I'm like, uh, they said, can we make you an offer? I said, sure. And uh, by now, I'm just, okay, sure, God, whatever you want to do. They make an offer for 17 and a half times what we pay for it. The same thing I told the other people. And so then they called back and I said, long story short, I don't want to confuse you or dilute this thing. They said, would you like to sell it? And I said, I can't right now because I have a non-binding, but I have a verbal commitment to another company that they, they have three more weeks to close. Now I'm saying this all to say that I don't know if it's going to sell or not. I think I tried to walk away from this blessing that maybe God has in store for us, and God's up in heaven saying, you know, about the flood victim, I sent you a boat, I sent you a helicopter, I sent you police to get you out, and you just said, I'm waiting on God. Would you look and see what I can do for you? But I've looked around, and different people in this auditorium today have said, this offer came unexpectedly to me. One person told me that this morning. One person told me maybe a month or two months ago. This is just unexpected. This was out of the clear blue sky. I think when you follow God's steps, come on up here, Marcus, and worship team. When you follow God's steps, when you do, when you do what you need to do, and Janie and I took time out of our schedule and went to Trinidad. We took time out of our schedule and went to Cherokee. We took time out of our schedule and went to around our, our block. I'll keep you posted if we sell it or not. You'll, you'll see a big smile on my face one Sunday. I'd be like, donuts on me, you know. Tight wad should be biscuits and gravy, but it'd be it'd be it'd be donuts. And, and if you do your part very quickly, I just I have to give you scripture on that one. Deuteronomy the thirtieth chapter. I'm going to read verse uh, 14 through 16 and then 19 and 20. The Bible says, but the message is very near to you. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart so that you may follow it. So today, before I have left before you life and prosperity, death and adversary, verse 16, for I am commanding you today to walk in the love of your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments, statutes, ordinances, so that you what, may live. You may multiply, and God may bless you in this land, this adventure that you're getting ready to embark in. I call heaven and earth, verse 19 says, as witnesses against you today, and I have set before you life, death, blessing, and curse. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. Love the Lord your God. Obey him. Everybody say obey. 
obey him and remain faithful to him for he is your life and he will prolong your life in the land the Lord swore to give your fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I want to give you scriptural context that what you are embarking to do should you choose to do it, it's up to God to bless you. But I believe he will. I believe he is solid in his word. Peter was complaining one day because everybody else was getting treated better. And Peter was a whiner and he complained to Jesus and said, man, we've left everything, Jesus. What about us? And Jesus says, no man had left father or mother or home or child or sibling to do anything for my kingdom's sake so that they will not be blessed a hundredfold here on earth. Now here, if you do your part, the rest is up to God. But wouldn't it be nice to stand in front of the king someday knowing that you added to the kingdom of God, that there are people in heaven because of your witness, your prayer, your share, whatever. Amen. Thanks for listening today. Give Marcus a hand of appreciation. Amen. How many of you received that message? Give Pastor a hand. Give the Lord Jesus a hand for all he's done for us. Man, I'm excited uh, about everything that's happening. Uh, so what I would like you to do right now is get your smartphone out, uh, if you would, please. And if you already have the Encounter Outreach app on your phone because you were a part of the Cherokee training and everything else like that, if you don't mind deleting that app, we've made a lot of updates and um, the app still kind of works, but we want to all be together on the same network. And so uh, just take a moment to delete that. But for everybody else and, and for everybody, um, I'd like you to text the word SHARE to 97123. Please don't open your app store and then go type in something to find this app. What I want you to do, so we're all in the same network, is just text the word SHARE. So it's like this. Um, like you're gonna send a text message to a number, just type the number 97123 in the number part. And then in the body, in the message, just put the word SHARE and then hit send. And what that will do is it'll just one time it'll give you a text message. You're not going to get multiple text messages every morning or every year or anything like that. It's just going to give you a link to the app. Uh, so how many have done that already? Did you do it? Yay, we got people doing it. This is great. Um, so now that you have the link on your phone, okay, I'll give you another second to do that, texting the word share to 97123. And if you, if you don't see it on the front of your um, booklet, the information is there as well. Tap on that link and then it will open up your app store. So you hit open and say, yes, I want to download this to my phone. And then when it actually opens up the app, you know, you have to hit the download button and give it just a second to, uh, to download. Then what it will do is it will ask you to create a username and password, just an email address. It could be the email address that you always use. You're not gonna get any emails from Encounter Life. Um, it's not going to be like, oh, they email you on a weekly or a daily basis and it's spam and you don't like that. It's just going to be an email address that you use to create a profile so that you can enter into the app. Okay? So just put an email address in there and a password and then click next. And then what it will do is uh, it will pop up a walkthrough. A walkthrough just shows you some of the features of the app. You can always visit that walkthrough again later, but uh, swipe right I guess several times until you get to that last page where it says do you want to join a group and then where it says uh, join a group tap on that and type in the word grace that way we can all see each other's progress you won't be able to see any other individuals progress but you'll be able to see the progress as a whole um, you'll be able to see how many homes our, our church has reached I was uh, downstairs with the kids church did you say our goal 
All right, so we want to reach 4,000 homes between now and Easter. That's just you going to uh, 20 homes each. I was going to say 200 each, but you don't have to do that unless you want to. Uh, 220, that's, that's a lot better <laughs> between now and Easter. But So uh, with the app, you'll be able to track your personal and group and national goals. So now that you've done that, uh, hopefully you've done that. Don't need, I, I can repeat all of this privately right after church, okay? So if I'm going too fast, just we'll come back to it uh, privately afterwards. I'll just stand at the table or in the lobby. And I'll be, I'd love to help you. So now that you're in the group, Grace, uh, let's just look at some, let's, let's look at two of the features of the app. The app has a lot of great things on there that I'm not going to talk about today, but you can hit the GPS locator um, on the bottom right. It looks like a little bullseye, and then it shows you where we are here at church. And I can see on mine, there are a bunch of red dots all around church. That's because we've already uh, shared the gospel with most of the people in this neighborhood. If you don't see the red dots, if your dots are gray, it's just because your map view is set on personal instead of all users. And you can tap on the uh, gray, sh or it would say personal outreach at the top on that blue bar, and then find the, the outreach mode that says Grace Church. Scroll down and hit confirm. Or you can click all users. I can help you with that afterwards as well. It is a little confusing, but in the map view, if you say all users, you'll see a bunch of red homes all around the church. Let me show you how it works real quick. Tap on a home, and you can even do this now. If you can find your house, that'd be kind of cool, but um, maybe you don't know how to find your house, and you can, uh, you can even type in your address. What happens is that when you, when you tap on a house, then you have two options. You can hit the red engage or the blue pray. So... For instance, if you're just walking through your neighborhood, like Sayla and I did, the couple, Sayla's my two-year-old, uh, we walked through our neighborhood and we just prayed for every home. Uh, we prayed for like 150 homes one day, we went through another day, and we prayed for another 100 homes or something. We just walked by, we didn't talk to anybody that day, we just prayed for them. And I, you can tap the little blue pray. And that's a good thing you can do. Um, but what we really want you to do in addition to that is hit the red engage. And that is going to mean that you made some contact, that you made an attempt to share the gospel with that person, even if they're not home. You take the engager and you just leave it in the door. Can you hand me that engager right here? Um, just so you can show them what it is. You saw these engagers and you came in. You can get some of these on your way out. Just pray for that home and leave the engager in the door. Say, hey, I, I made an attempt. Nobody was home. Or maybe they didn't have time to talk. Those are all different ways that you can try to engage the gospel with people. But hopefully you do get to talk to them. Hopefully you have a good conversation with them about Jesus. Invite them to church on Easter or something. Um, well, then you hit the red engage, and we want you to do that 20 times. So, hey, you go in the middle of the night when nobody's home, and just boom, you reach a bunch of people. Or, or you can go in the middle of the day, you know, 5 o'clock, people might be home, so that's a good time to go. Go whenever you want to go. But the idea is that you hit that, all right? But the last thing I want to show you is on the bottom left, it says dashboard. The very bottom on that toolbar on the bottom, see the nine little squares kind of make up one square? Um, that's your, uh, that's kind of your dashboard where you can see how many people you have reached. Uh, you've engaged the gospel with X amount of people. You can also see where, where Grace Church is at. So, uh, for instance, Grace Church, we're at 715 people that we've engaged the gospel with so far. And we want to get, we want to add 4,000 to that number, uh, before Easter. So that's awesome. And we can do it when we all do it together, okay? So I think that's a pretty clear overview, but I know that it can be confusing, so just See me right after church and love to help you with it some more. Would you please stand as we sing a, another song, as we worship God? And God bless you as you uh, engage the gospel with lost people. You stole my heart and before 
It's when we empty ourselves that God can fill us back up and we can then become vessels of honors and that's what he wants us all to be. So I, I would just encourage you to do that. Think of that time where you were just feeling so close to God. Maybe, maybe you were going through a hard place, but in that hard place, all you did was run after God and chase after God and say, I just, I'm, I'm hurt, I'm broken, but I'm just trying to find more of God. And that's when you encountered more of Him, and that's what encounter life. That's what we want you to understand. And then on the second one, it says, do you feel like something is keeping you from wholehearted? The word right there, wholehearted, just means with everything in your heart, from partnership in Jesus' mission. What do you need to leave behind in order to follow Him? And I think there we look at wholehearted. Are we doing everything that God has called us to do? And, and in, this, in this encounter life that we're going to be learning here, it's not about if we feel like it or we, we want to do that. It's God's word saying, go you into all the world and preach the gospel. That's not a question mark. That's not a will you. If you don't mind, would you help me out? It says go, which is a command. So if Christ is commanding us, if we say we're his followers, and I believe we are, amen, then we just need to be obedient, like Pastor said, and we got to go. So whether it's at your work, wherever it is, and the whole idea is just turning it red, is so that we can track and be as grace together. We can track that and say, you know what? We're doing our part, so be it according to your word. God's word says a faithful man shall abound in blessings. So God, we're doing what your word tells us to do. We can look at it, or we can look at our app under Grace Church and say, wow, this is where we was last year. We need to do what God's called us to do and take the the great stuff that's been given to us for free. This was free. They gave us this. It's amazing. So we just need to do our part and go into all the world and preach the gospel. Share with your neighbor and then mark it green, whatever her address is. Just say, hey, can I have your address? I'm going to click you that I shared gospel with you and I'm going to make my pastor and Jesus happy. So that's what we need to do. Amen. All right, let me just pray for you. Father, we love you and we bless you. And we thank you that you are such a good, good father. I thank you, God, that, that you've given us the ability and you've given us the anointing to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Just share the gospel. Lord, not, we're not preaching our faith, but we're preaching your word. We're not preaching our thoughts, but we're preaching your thoughts. And we can simply just pray for people and engage them right where they are. So, Lord, I pray, Lord, you would be with each and every person today. If they have a physical need, I declare that you bring healing emotionally. You bring healing to them. Lord, whatever their need is, spiritually, financially, emotionally. Lord, I just pray, God, that you would meet that need. Lord, I declare increase over each and every person who does what your word has called them to do. That they would abound in blessing because they have been faithful. So, Lord, we stand on your promises. We stand on your word. And we expect great things in Jesus' name.